another must-experience episode of the Sing Second Podcast. Rafa, a week where we spoke a lot about the old Nebraska Cornhuskers, and tonight we've decided to expand our horizon and maybe view some of the other intriguing aspects that are coming up in this uh, new college football season that starts in roughly, today is Wednesday, so nine days, nine days we're, we're away from college football. And so, Can't wait. yeah, we're, we're on the brink of, of maybe bliss here as, as games really kick off and then there's not too many days in between uh, week zero, week one, and then into week two. Uh, before we dive too much into that, we always got to thank our, our sponsor, Nebraska Land Banks, for these great snacks, drinks. And thank it turns you. out, it turns out when you do it, you know, multiple weeks in a row and you do it live at the D Street Studios, the drinks are way better. They're not just what's <laughs> in the back of your fridge. They're actually like fresh. They're, you know, you can enjoy them better together. And so it's nice, you know, what, three weeks in a row roughly. And, you know, there's three of us tonight and, you know. The three amigos. And I didn't come with I didn't come with uh, snacks or drinks today, but then Andy uh, had the forethought. So, yeah, thank well, you, thank you to Nebraska Land Bank. Absolutely. Well, before we dive too much into the uh, <laughs> to the old college football, Brandon, what's good? Disney's Marvel What If? I'm really enjoying. I watched the second episode. Tearjerker. You said. Yeah, pretty good. Really good. I liked it. Just like alternate universes, if somebody had made a different choice throughout the MCU, how it could have played out differently and had a little voice acting from the late Chadwick Boseman in oh, there. That's tough. And, uh, and there was a lot of other things in the episode, too, where it was kind of like, whoa, I was not expecting that to happen. It gave me a lot to think about. It was, it was awesome. So that's is this like a, like a revisionist history type of yeah. And is it documentary style or at an actual like it's episodic animated. thing? Yeah, it's like episodes of animation, but they have a lot of the original movie actors with their recorded voices. How, how do you how do you like the animated version? Because like obviously the comic book world is so huge, and a lot of times the people who uh, enjoy the movies don't know what's coming because they don't know about the comic books and a lot of the comic book people either have the insight to know exactly what's going to happen or are upset when something doesn't follow a comic book when it looks like it's supposed to. Now, since we're, this this ties into stage four or something like that, doesn't it at least has yeah, um, so. correlations to it? And it's not totally separate like the comic books can be, but it's not the real actors on the screen. How does that compare for you? To me, where the voices, some of the voices match up, that kind of makes it closer. And I think it's like a great tweener between like fans of comics and that art style and then fans of the movie, you know, and you get a little of both. But it's it's pretty good. I give it a, you know, a solid three out of five, four out of five. If I were to apply my movie rating scale to a series, uh, that's how I do. But I, I've enjoyed it so far. And today's was really good. I'd highly recommend it. I don't, I don't know if my depth of knowledge, that's D-O-K in the education world. D-O-K is um, always striving for the lower ones, right? Or yeah. the higher ones. So I don't, I don't know if I have enough depth of the actual Marvel happenings to know if I could really be engaged in the what-ifs. 
So, like, would you recommend watching a certain movie and then what if, what if episode one and then a certain movie oh, episode yeah, two? Just so that way you get the, t- the timeline and then what could have happened? Uh, the first episode... Yeah, do you know ahead of time, like, there, uh, you know, like, okay, this episode is about what if such and such wouldn't have happened? They'll tell you what it's about. And, like, with the episode one, you could kind of figure out, like, nothing surprised me. In that, even the I what I think they tried to surprise us with, I already called it out as we were watching the first five minutes. My family was not as impressed as I was <laughs> that I got it correct. But then the second episode, even though they told us what if, you know what the situation was, uh, a lot happened there where I think all you really had to do is just kind of know what the about the characters. But I, if anybody out there is interested in that and you want to know what episodes or what movies you should watch i could do that i could i could deal out that expertise i think and help people out okay. so where they could enjoy it do you think that'd be like would that be a spoiler or would that just enhance it i think it would enhance it because then you know certain characters you would see them and go oh okay that's where oh that that would have been different you know so you're saying after this is posted twitter the sing second twitter is going to be Marvel, no Marvel overtake for a little bit, or? Uh, well, I guess I was just thinking if somebody randomly saw me in the hallway uh, school, asking person, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it could extend to anybody. If you're a student, as he's trying to introduce a new lesson or something, that's when you really <laughs> want to bring up the. Or if you really didn't quite get your project done and you need a little time, you know, maybe one more evening to work on it, and you need to stall me out. I know your tricks. Anything, anything that's happened, hypothetically that you didn't like, disagreed with, made you mad? Or is every is, or so far have you been like, oh yeah, I, I see that. Um, so there's only been, what, two episodes? Yeah, so, so this episode early. today, total, there were things that certainly blew me away and I think would blow anyone away if they stay away from previews and anything like that. But when I saw it, it although it shocked me, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. So they did it right, sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. They, it was a series a long time ago where they had what if series of comics in it, you know. So this is just kind of a more modern take on it, I think. All right. So yeah. Right. So what if I was done <laughs> with my what's good, and I'm asking, what's good with you? Okay. Well, speak. Okay. So we're on shows, and upon your recommendation, sort of, and uh, another teacher. I did, I did get into Cobra Kai a little bit, and like I said earlier, I liked it. It was entertaining. It was interesting. It keeps me wanting to watch it, um, but I'm still confused about the, the cheesiness. Like, if it's cheesiness by design to capture, like, the nostalgia, or if it's just that, is it Johnny Lawrence, is that mm-hmm. his name, that he's just really still not a very good actor and... and <laughs> It's kind of awkward. But. Now, Danny, where were you at when the movies came out? Because the first one came out, and yeah. like, where, how old were you when? I don't, I don't know what year it was, but I was, pro- I'm, I'm assuming, lower elementary. Okay, and then was the second one pretty recent after that, or was there some time in between? I think there was only a few years in between. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I and and they do a lot of throwback, which also can be cheesy, but I I enjoy that because it actually refreshes me on. What actually happened? I loved it when they in like the first episode they went immediately to the 
to the crane kick where he kicked. How many in the times head. over under do you think you attempted the crane kick when you were elementary school? Almost continuously. Yeah, I, I couldn't even. In all situations, on it. Uh, roller skating. We went to a roller skating rink when I was in elementary school, and we tried to do that on the roller skates. And yeah. So, uh, what are the two main characters in the original? It was Larusso, Daniel Larusso. Daniel. Lu so who's the other guy? Uh, what is his name? The the bad guy. Uh, well, there's Johnny Lawrence was the kid. Okay. The what was the the sensei? guy that the the sensei? Crease, sensei Crease. Yeah. Well, but and, like, and yeah, I'm assuming Mr. Miyagi. Who's Ralph Macchio's character? That's Larusso. Larusso. Okay. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite parts about totally side note to steal your what's good. No, it's, but it's point. like on How I Met Your Mother, uh, Barney Stinson. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character, he like totally dogs on the real good guy of of uh, the Karate Kid. He's like Ralph Macchio, and he just has this disdain for him. And uh, it's just funny how that's like a running story through all nine seasons. How yeah. he knows the true hero of of the dojo and of of that story. Maybe that's where they actually got the idea for this because so far it is kind of setting up Larusso as being a little maybe flaky, and then you're sympathetic to. Uh, to old Johnny, yeah. and only because I've seen it on clips and stuff. Does the is his sensei come back at some point? Because I feel like I've seen little yeah, it, the true bad guy. It gets real heavy, yeah. real heavy. I mean, wow. But I like like the where he puts the slogan up on the wall, "Strike first, whatever," mm -hmm. and like the the Cobra Kai logo and that stuff. It's kind of cool. So yeah, I do I I do respect that they are taking like. A, like a legendary movie that everybody knows who's the good guy and the bad guy and flipping it around in like kind of a, a believable way. So I'll, I'll keep watching. Um, I also started watching that show called Dave on Hulu, but that's probably a little more inappropriate for most of our, or many of our listeners. Furthermore, what's good? So I, I went to the grocery store today. I dropped my daughter off at dance, which could be a whole nother topic. Had... 30 minutes to walk over to the grocery store. So I asked her what she wanted to have for dinner. She said, hot dogs and mac and cheese. Oh. Like, okay, yeah, I can do Classic. that. Classic. It was like, you know what though? I'm gonna grill them on the smoker. So now they're not just hot dogs. They're like something sophisticated that takes some time. But then I was thinking, you know what? I don't really want just, just hot dogs and mac and cheese. I want to kind of spruce it up a little bit. So as I'm walking through the aisles, wasting time, Pick up a can of the old Hormel chili, the old canned chili with beans, some jalapenos, right? And guess what we're working on now? Chili dog. A chili dog. Awesome. Yep. So uh, I'm actually having a hard time breathing right now because I just ate two giant chili dogs. They're sitting here. Yep. They're right in there. And actually, full disclosure, I uh, put some mac and cheese on top of them. That sounds pretty good. I was going to ask if you did that because I, I don't think I would have been able to stay away from that temptation. I would have, I would have had to do it's it. It's kind of like when you put a coleslaw on a on like a, a southern like a pork. Drink. Yeah. Oh, but then yeah. like now mac and cheese on a hot dog is that same idea concept. Like, yeah. So Brandon, you, Brandon, you're you're big on the on the smoking meats and the, and the grilling. Are you a a coleslaw on your on your pulled pork sandwich guy? I do like coleslaw on it. Yeah. And I'm surprised at the number of people that dislike it. Like when I mention coleslaw and people say, oh, you know, I can see yeah. if people don't like sauerkraut on something because, right. you know, it is a little sour. But 
Coleslaw, I'm surprised by the amount of hatred in this world towards it. You know what I'm going to compare that to? I think it is people that haven't really tried it and just automatically think they should dislike it. And that's sort of like how I've come around to the pumpkin spice season. I, I just thought I should hate it in years past. Because uh, you're not a token white girl? Or? Yeah, I've had <laughs> hate. Something along those lines. I just thought it wasn't cool. I wouldn't be cool. If I jumped into that, but I, then I realized is, I'm not cool. Which is funny because of the four of us, you're the most hipster, <laughs> and here you are doing a hipster thing. I put a. Uh, I have a flannel clothes. shirt on right now. And it's <laughs> 90 degrees. I put those those pictures I sent you of me with the pumpkin spice stuff. I put that on Facebook, and a lot of hatred. Like there it's was there were plenty of just it. no, you know, of of those things. You know, and I thought, you know, if somebody has a picture of their kid on the first day of school. Yeah. You know, me loving summer vacation. I didn't just say, no, <laughs> I didn't do that, you know, but then, and then other people just downright, I was called out. One of our listeners, I wish you, you know who I'm here. talking about, you know who I'm talking about. And I replied back and I said, you know, I've been told a lot of things on here and this one probably cuts the deepest. <laughs> which, which is funny because your love of summer vacation of maybe hatred of first day of school is you about made a freshman cry on Monday, and that was the, oh, the best thing to this watch. This is uh, <laughs> totally exaggerated. <laughs> there was a tear in his eye. I feel like we've got a lot of strands of conversation going on, and I want to explore them all. We've got a lot of things. We were worried that what's good was going to be real short this this uh, this episode. Okay, just to put Brandon on the spot, do you want to name any names of the pump, pumpkin spice haters, or do, or should we skip? Um, should we skip on? We'll skip on. I just okay. want to see if we get a comment from that listener, <laughs> either via Twitter or on Facebook, possibly a text message. I imagine I will get a text message. Okay. And uh, I want to see if we generate that uh, feedback from our listeners to see how it goes. I'm just saying, rather than just jump into disliking something because you think you probably should dislike <laughs> it, let's just jump into enjoying it because why not? Why not? You why know not? what? It's pumpkin spice season. Which no, rolls yet. right it's in. Not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. School's it's here. autumn. We're in fall. <laughs> it's autumn. It's fall. It's flannel shirt season. That's why Pumpkin it's spice, which rolls sweat. straight into the holidays. So basically, it's the holiday season. It's, so yeah. happy holidays, everyone. And happy holidays. Next time, just put some mac and cheese on your chili dog and enjoy From that. From ours to yours, happy holidays. From the same second. We're out. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> That'll put a wrap on it. Or I guess, Andy, what's good? <laughs> Dear Lord, I got it. Um, so this week I feel like I actually had one. Uh, usually I'm up here twiddling my thumbs trying to think of one as everybody else goes. But uh, those like dinner subscriptions that are big, HelloFresh, yep. stuff like that. Um, we tried it. You know what and... else is good? Your son just walked in here. He wants to get on the mic. It looks like he spilled something. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say hi? Uh, say hi. Or not. This is a, his time to shine. Of That's course, dead air, man. I know. I know. But uh, we we tried one, just like a quick little couple meals a week. And for the uh, for the price, it's been pretty dang good. We've had two meals, and uh, it's it's been good. Graham, what do you think of them? Are they good? What do you like to eat? Danny talked about making mac and cheese and hot dogs. Do you like mac and cheese and hot dogs? He likes that microphone. He does. Okay. What company did you go with? Or, or are you not going to say because they're not paying us? To yeah, talk I was going to say, if we could get a sponsorship, I'd definitely drop a name, even if it wasn't the real one. But no. 
We'll get our Instagram social media coordinator. Yep. Yep. So uh, I was kind of nervous just because I do the grocery shopping a lot just because we have two kids that Maggie hate that Maggie's stuck with taking care of sometimes. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> no, let me backtrack that for a second. But, but no. And so, so far so good. Did you get like a starter package? Is there a discount when yeah, you, it, it when you get into it? Like, yeah, and so can that's you pick what made, how many meals a week you want? Let's get a little details. That's what made made me nervous was the discount versus what it really costs. Was it per week? Is it per month type of deal? Um, it's like but, another streaming service. You, yeah, you got the free thing for, and then you end up paying for, it and you don't realize it. Yeah, that that made me nervous. But you know, for what we pay in groceries, I think it might actually been a little cheaper because you're not buying a five pound bag of potatoes. You're buying, you know, you get. What's, you know, and Maggie and I had plenty for the two people that we are eating. Graham, all up in the old mac and cheese and hot dogs right now. But, you know, it's been good. We, I think we settled on three meals a week. But with football, those get, you know, divided out pretty, uh, throughout the week pretty well. But we picked all four weeks out, but you can change them. Can you store them or do you have to, like, do you have to make it right away because stuff will go bad? I mean, shoot, we put it in the fridge. It comes in, like, big ice bags. Like, you, uh, if you were really hurt and needed to ice <laughs> something down, like... Ooh, save those. Yeah, and that's... They're, they're in the freezer. Because you're, you're reaching that age where you kind of think you're an athlete I'm still, almost, but... I'm almost 30. I, <laughs> I got to really watch my, myself here. But, no, uh, I feel like I actually had a what's good that we'll probably... You know, it's not the the same old, same old that we get in the rut of doing and... And Maggie and I have enough different tastes that we're What's been your favorite meal so far? Well, we've had two. Uh, Tonight we had like a meatloaf and a roasted veggie and and broccoli. So pretty home style. Um, But we had uh, this this Asian dish on, I mean, I think we made it Sunday, where, uh, again, it was just an Asian dish, but it was in uh, lettuce wraps. Nice. you have the the lettuce boats or whatever, so you didn't have to try and make lettuce boats, and it was just convenient. All right. Well, as soon as a uh, meal delivery business will uh, throw us a sponsorship, then we'll we'll name them out loud. Right. Well, that and maybe we can have some like appetizers or something to yeah. go with, not just snacks, but make this. Uh, Other thing is, if listeners just want to make us food and just bring yeah. it over here while yeah. we're recording, that would also be a, a cool thing. Yeah, that'd really be cool. Good stuff. But no, moving on. Uh, the top 25 was released a couple of a weeks ago, and some maybe question marks as we see the top 10, maybe the top 15. And obviously after the top 15 or so, it gets a little hairy because there's a lot of teams that are probably about the same. Um, but before we get into the teams we're excited about, it probably makes sense to start with just a quick recap of the top 25 that was released not too long ago. Okay. So, do you guys have this list in front of you? Do you have it memorized? Do you just want me to start talking about them, or how do you, how do you want to approach that? Maybe it's just some key points where I mean, the usual suspects are at the top. Are there any? Yeah, who would have thought Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, top four? I was glad I and was sitting Georgia. down. Georgia, <laughs> and then Georgia, look who's Texas just out of that top four is Ohio State. Uh, I was listening to an interview with Reese Davis the other day. Uh, I kind of started listening to, it's like just the AP top 25, like podcast. I can't think of the guy's name is Russo or something was interviewing 
uh, Reese Davis, who did say that he actually he had Oklahoma at number one. They've had a lot of a lot of push to be national champions this year. And his argument was quarterback. He said he said I'm, I look for a proven commodity at quarterback, whereas Alabama's got a millionaire quarterback apparently who hasn't ever played. Um, Clemson, I think they know. Ugalele, I'll call him. I might be mispronouncing that, but um, his point was, I guess he likes Spencer Rattler. Um, but he was quick to say that you know you're, you're talking one A, one B, one C, one D, that that sort of thing. Um, but I guess what kind of I'll go through a couple of things that stuck out to me, and then you guys can can chime in. Um, number one is it always bothers me when people say you can't. Like Nebraska, you, how are you going to recruit kids to come play at Nebraska? Like they give all these lists why Nebraska just, you know, we're out of it. It's not the 90s anymore. We're not going to be able to compete. But then you look at a list of, you know, schools that are in the top 25, like Cincinnati, um, Iowa, State. Iowa State, although Ames is pretty fun, Indiana. Like you can't tell me that, that these schools who have traditionally not been very good have worked their way up to the top 25 preseason and Nebraska just, just can't do it. So now to be fair though, like Iowa state, obviously with Matt Campbell is having like the coach of all coaches on a run there. What Scott Frost was supposed to be. Well, let's not talk about that. (laughs) But uh, with Indiana, uh, Tom Allen, their head coach, that's his name, Tom Allen. He has some of the best sound bites you'll find on Twitter and not like the outrageous ones. Um, that are clickbait, they're like true, heartfelt. You can tell he loves being in Bloomington, Indiana, and yeah. wants to stay there. And, I, and like that's why I think sometimes Iowa State has outperformed what they probably could or should because it looks like Matt Campbell really wants to be right. there. And so, um, so you're saying you're saying the, the the coach himself, the head coach, can have that much of a pull or, or sway when it comes to recruiting. I mean, Nick Saban's done. Put on the show, and obviously, Al, but like when a Nick Saban, winner versus, but like Nick Saban when he took over Alabama was they were five and seven, four yeah. and eight, you know, six and six consistently, and I mean he's obviously a machine. Clemson before Dabo, I mean Dabo was a, a first year wide receiver coach before he took over, and so I'm obviously like the head coach has a, has a big deal. I think you just have these. The elite of the elite are awesome, and then it's just everybody else, and it's just rotating group yeah. that goes up to the top. And you get Iowa State up there because, you know, every once in a while they'll knock off an Oklahoma, who we all perceive as good, but who else does Oklahoma play yeah. who's good? Yeah. Nobody. And uh, so then, you know, you, you beat an upper, quote-unquote, upper Big 12 team in the Big 12, and then they love you for a while. Oh. And I just think... Um, and why Nebraska can't have some of those things. Well, I mean, you just have to win some games. Like, well, and I don't know why we can't. In in like, to kind of build off that, and this may come off as a totally entirely different point, like, that was Kansas State for forever. And they've kind of always been around that 6-6, six and 8-4 six, and four team. But, like, then you think of Nebraska of late. If it's 4th and 1 and we're on defense – you know that offense isn't getting one yard. There's probably scoring a touchdown. I think that's like the biggest deal is we just 
when it matters, we haven't made those plays. You know, or we even like if we're third and three, we're not going to convert. And if our opponent is third and three, they're yeah. going to pick up forty-seven. Yeah, you know, you know like it's 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 like, that. it's like we're so good at getting to that point, and then we still have that no, this is our time type of deal, uh, which are kind of those program defining characteristics. Um, not to turn this straight back to Nebraska, but like that's when Iowa State's kind of in that mold now where. Matt Campbell, eight and four, under you know underproduced, lose to Louisiana last year, beat Oklahoma, lose Oklahoma tight in the Big Twelve Championship. Now they've this is their preseason ranked number seven, their highest ranking ever. And you know, like when was the last time anybody cared about Iowa State football? Seneca Wallace. <laughs> that's all. That's always <laughs> like, the name Matt mentioned, and I, I I agree. I think it is Matt Campbell. I. Until I really started listening to him and reading a little bit about him, um, I just kind of found him irritating and annoying. He's just kind of a bland, boring guy, I thought. But it turns out, like, that that, that dude's legit. So, Do you know where he coached before Iowa State? Uh, some tiny school. So Toledo, where a an ex- North Platte High School is going to play baseball this summer or this spring, right. FYI. Um, but... Uh, that's why I think I love Maction. Those are Max Mac games on like Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays when they're the only game on TV, because for the longest time, some of the best coaches came out of the Mac. They were coming from Toledo, Northern Illinois. Some of the Bowling Green had Urban Meyer for a couple years. Like to think of those guys are starting playing on Tuesdays. Not Monday night football, Tuesday night football where you play freshman yeah. games. Like, it, is it great football? Heck no. But there's always one team that's, you know, really good, and that coach gets promoted and usually has a pretty good run at their next level. So one spot behind Iowa State is Cincinnati, which seems an, another kind of similar type of deal. Uh, are they and Luke Fickle, right? Yeah. Are they, yep. are they legit? This year's schedule will allow us to find out, I think. Because they're... They, they've have, don't they play Notre Dame this year? They play Indiana and Notre Dame back-to-back. I feel like we're foreshadowing our uh, conversation that we're, that we're about to have. But those are just like the, the, the schools that stick out. Where You're used to seeing Top 20 teams. of these schools on this yeah. list, but then... When Indiana pops up, even it's, though they've they've it, been successful lately, you're like, is that is it's, that for real? It's not November and not five guys on the hardwood. It's twenty two guys on on the field. Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, raging Cajuns. Do you guys get sick of the same top four or five, or do you do you think it's just good football? Like, do you want to see Iowa State, Cincinnati, North Carolina, like some of those kind of? Not traditional schools. I'd like to see it from time to time, but Say, I mean, it's definitely a yes and no. But is you got to either. I don't think it is possible. <laughs> One of my biggest pet peeves is Texas A&M, especially under Jimbo. Jimbo Fisher. under Jimbo Fisher because their offense, their rating in offense has continuously gotten worse, and their defense has kept them in a lot of games, but they're perpetually nine and three. And there's like. But they're always fighting for that last playoff spot. It's like to me, they, they handed got the baton handed off from like Ole Miss. Yeah, you know, and uh, top season rated number five, lose four games, 
still somehow be rated like number six. Yeah, you know, you know? They, they beat the teams they should and they lose to the teams that are better than them. And maybe and maybe it's because of Johnny Manziel all those years ago beating Alabama on the road and something like that. But have they beaten a team that is better than them recently? I, I that That's just always one of those uh, just because they moved to the SEC and now they're top five recruiting. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm willing to bet that it's probably those four that are starting in in the top four that will end up there. Although I did see something Georgia. today that Ohio State supposedly ha- has like the third easiest schedule in the in the top conferences, but I don't even know if that'll that'll well, matter. I'm or sure undefeated. on that list though, uh, Georgia's got a pretty easy schedule, and they had a tight end receiver that left the team because of personal reasons, but they'll be pretty good this year. So they they might be the big jumper from five. From five. Any other top 25 thoughts? Not much really to it's talk just, about now. It's, just, it's of... interesting when teams are 0-1 and they're still in the top 15 or something like that. Like the Obviously, the first couple polls don't mean anything. It's something to get conversation going. But a true top 25 should be the top 25 teams who are 1-0. Yeah. And that's just not the way it goes. You know, Brandon, after listening to Reese Davis talk about like all that he, the thought that he puts into to the AP poll, it kind of makes me sway your direction. Where I, I do kind of long for a time when it was all the sports writers just like pouring over every game, putting it in the order that they wanted to. And really, is that worse than? some random famous people sitting in a room watching the games and organizing the, you know, the rankings. So I don't know. I kind of, I kind of miss the AP poll having a, a, a larger bearing on things. I hear you, man. <clears throat> what else? Should we get into our, the teams we're excited for this year? Cause we're obviously spent a lot of time on Nebraska last week. I'm excited and about the teams I'm excited for, if that makes sense. Do you have them kind of slated out? Here's my 11 o'clock team. Here's kind of my traditional <laughs> not, 2.30 team, not yet. 5 and 9. Not yet. I do know who they play the fir- the, their first week, but I have not started looking at, at times yet. But Well, no. Dan, go ahead. Give us your first team that you're most excited well, for. Nebraska. Well, okay, that doesn't count. We spent <laughs> like an hour and a half last week doing it. Just skip over that well, one. Well, hang on. This – I am extremely excited about this. Because Scott game. Frost and Adrian Martinez and the defense is all back and all those things we talked yeah. about last Cam week. Cam Taylor-Britt. Yeah, yeah. No, let's, I want Brandon to kind of talk about what we're doing here and, and his idea behind it and what the uh, what the listeners can expect once we get our, our little picks out. So, so I'm going to let, we, I'm let we, Brandon take over. Can we cut that last four, like minute and a half where I dog Danny's picking Nebraska so that way you can just lead us into this? I'm actually going to copy no. that and then paste it several times. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to feel bad about talking about Nebraska. No Plus, Kyle always thinks I'm such a downer. He's not here tonight. <laughs> Miss you, Kyle. How ironic but, the day uh, you're bringing up Nebraska, he can't. Be I am all in, excited at least until after week zero. <laughs> but first kickoff of what's the what's the game here, Brandon? So I was thinking of 
you know, just I'm sure we probably made reference at one point in time on the show to mixtapes, you know, and, oh, yeah. and all that. Or for you younger generation out there, playlists, you know, <laughs> with all you kids out there and your PS5s and your... Uh, Says the only guy in the room who has a PS5. Yeah. It's well, so much harder making playlists now when you have unlimited <laughs> songs to choose yeah. from. Back and when you unlimited just had, space. Like, you, you know, CDs or tapes. That's you, you had to 80 minutes wisely. or 40 minutes aside or whatever it was on tape. So I thought it would be cool to make like a playlist or a mixtape of teams. You know, your, your mixtape is songs you want to hear most often and your kind of go-tos. Yeah. Or what you're into and that, yeah, you know, exactly. what the vibe is. Yeah. yeah, for that particular year or that particular date you're trying to impress with the mixtape, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it would be cool to have a list of our teams for this season. And some of these are teams we probably look forward to watching every season, but things we're looking forward to team-wise of our list of teams we want to follow and watch. I like so, it. And however that turned, like, I, I was like, I want it to be kind of flexible because, yeah. you know, every, the fun part would be It's not necessarily your favorite teams, you think the right. best teams are, it's just who you, like like you said, like when you're making a mixtape, what, what are you into? What you got? So who wants to go first? I kind of want, I think, I want Andy to go okay. first because I've, I've spied his list and there's at least one thing on there that bothers me, but I don't think we have any that are the same, so... We got so in true fashion. I thought I'd be the guy who's like, "Oh, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, all the teams out." You have to find a URL to see. Yeah, the looks game. like a lot of, a lot so of high-profile teams. I, I read a I read a post where uh, North Dakota State's calling themselves QBU now because they had a number the two overall pick in Carson Wentz. Easton Stick was the next quarterback and was drafted in the fifth round. And then they had Trey Lance, who was the number three, four, five, six, seven the overall stick pick. Was from stick was from, from Creighton Prep. And yeah. now they've got another quarterback coming in from Omaha Westside who, in their playoff game last year, played middle linebacker because he refused to lose. And that's kind of the grit <laughs> that North Dakota State, I think, gets out of their players. But moving the FCS aside because, you know, they that's a whole other podcast Brandon and I will do when Danny and Kyle can come around. <laughs> Um, I'm impressed, man. These are like teams that I know. But my first one, and I know Danny's going to hate this because Dabo Jr. at Minnesota. False. <laughs> I'm interested in the Minnesota Golden Gophers this year. Um, I th- and I think part of it is I really liked uh, the run at Western Michigan. I thought Minnesota was an interesting spot. Uh, Tanner Morgan's back for his like junior year, but I feel like he's been there for six years or seven years already. He's getting his doctorate, and somehow it's only his undergrad. Uh, Mohamed Ibrahim, who was their running back for the last four years again, who has ran for 1,000 yards, 2,000 yards it seems like every year. Uh, but they did lose their top wide receiver. Now, obviously, Minnesota, much more ground and pound from way back in the day when they had Lawrence Baroni as a, as a big-time back out of Minnesota. But uh, Tanner Morgan, the year that they really made a lot of noise in the Big Ten, a lot of RPOs, a lot of really quick hit uh, plays, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Minnesota can do just because offensively they've got a lot coming back. How did they finish last year? I don't even know. Like, it was one of those games where they barely beat Michigan week one, but you knew Minnesota wasn't the same team they were the year before. Uh, They lost a lot on defense. Um, 
probably four and four, right around five hundred, I think. I think they might have been better than that. Full disclosure, though, because I I do you know you could rewind and find the tape. I I did admit at the end of the season last year that I actually kind of liked Minnesota and thought they were going in because of PJ Fleck. Nothing to do with (laughs) PJ Fleck. They just I don't know. They they were pretty good and they were they were kind of fun to watch. And for some reason, again, like I know I am the least Nebraska Cornhusker fan in this room at all times. Um, I do like to see the Huskers win and all that stuff. But some of my favorite parts of the Minnesota jerseys are they live the yellow or they live the maroon. And they mix the maroon and yellow often, much like the Wyoming Cowboys who they embrace the brown and gold or the brown and yellow. And, like, you've got to kind of respect that. Minnesota, I think – like Nebraska red and scarlet and white or scarlet and cream, like that gets pretty boring. At least Minnesota is like, this is who we are. We're going gold on gold or yellow on yellow, whatever you want to call it. And they really live up to it. I will say also, my, my grandma and grandpa both attended the University of Minnesota. They actually met there, um, got married there. I visited the campus. It's a really cool campus, fun place to walk around. Actually, I think I even went and took a picture at like the first place that the two of them went on a date. And they, so they had, they had pride in, in their gophers. Um, so you've been like neglecting your gophership the last couple of years. I have, podcast. I know I've never, I've never attached to them, but I've always had like that, you know, a little, little bit of my heart that goes out to the, to the gophers. And yeah. I always thought it was silly when I was a little kid and they would tell me, that the, you know the college they went to there called the Golden Gophers. Uh, to, and to be fair, yeah. you know we're the you were a Husker players, though, right? Oh yeah. Other than you going to UNL, did any of your siblings, family uh, members, go to UNL? Yeah, my brother did. My older brother did, and then both my parents did. Okay, actually. so I was gonna say I was like, and be, my aunt and uncle. It'd be interesting if you didn't have that Husker connection, yeah. but you have this Gopher connection yeah. that lingers over the top of you, and. You denied your gophership, and all of your family went to UNK or something like that, where it wasn't Husker. Yeah. So at least you've got some. And my aunt and uncle li- have always lived in Minnesota yeah. too, so I do have some allegiance there. It just honestly, they they were so bad for so long that it's like you couldn't even like there was nothing to connect to. And then PJ came along, and he's just so irritating and annoying to me that then it turned into a hatred. But now you know, sort of like the pumpkin spice, I'm realizing I don't have to have a hard take on everything. I can appreciate uh, some of the the tradition. It's an old university. It's a cool university. So, um, so would you? Were you not more informed necessarily? But Minnesota State Mankato, Minnesota State Moorhead. What allegiance to Minnesota were you? Were you recommend? Uh It was the one that Coach Fox was at, Hayden Fox, <laughs> <laughs> and then his assistant Dauber. Screaming Eagles. <laughs> yeah, the Minnesota State Screaming yeah. Eagles. Is really, if that show is streaming, I would be binging that show. That was a great show. I love that show. <laughs> I so badly want that. My song dad had a crew to be neck. our theme song for our podcast. Yes. I googled to see who we can. If any of you out there know how we can have the rights to the coach theme song, I'll do whatever it takes. They're tight though. They're like, I think you have to pay for episodes. Like you can't even. I don't think there's a place you can stream it for free. I have a DVD of one of the seasons that I saw at Menards, and <laughs> it was like halfway across the store. I'm looking for one thing, and then I just look over. Is yeah. that a season DVD of Coach? So now what and, we need to do is do the old dubbing in the background where you play the intro and you have your tape 
recorder going, <laughs> and then somehow a file share that across. I would, I would love to have that song be our. Yeah. All right, so my first team, Minnesota. Not because I want to see them win. I'm just interested. Yep, Brandon, sure. yep. what's your top team that you well, are interested Nebraska. in? Nebraska. So here's what I I don't know. Skip it. <laughs> Do we want to go one at a time? Because obviously we just each go through our list. Because yeah. then you hear your playlist as okay. intended. Yeah. But it's it's up to you. Though. So then yeah. cut in if if there's a crossover. We're, we're okay. not taking okay. the aux cord from you. Okay. Well, we probably should. Uh, <laughs> second team. This is where it gets a little hairy. Texas State. Never heard of them. The old Bobcats, I think. Bobcats. Yep. Uh, so a couple years ago, they had a Lincoln High quarterback who committed to Texas State. Now he's at uh, Missouri Southern or something like that. But this year, they had a unique take because no one lost eligibility. So they only had five high school seniors sign in this class. Now, for the longest time, even through January and February, it was still zero. Uh, they were all in the transfer portal. Now, Texas State is a consistent two, three win max team. Um, so <laughs> having 19 transfers from other Division One programs, you would at least think uh, some star powers coming in. But sure. they've got a cool stadium. It's kind of in the U shape that a lot of the smaller schools have. And that at the end of the U is uh, where they have their locker room and some of the offices that are strictly football. But much like Minnesota, they embrace their silver and gold and – uh, maroon because they'll go maroon on maroon they'll go gray on gray they'll go white on white they kind of do the crazy adidas stuff that they have uh jake spavidal is their head coach he's going into his third or fourth year or something like that but uh he's had success at other places as a coordinator and so i think they, they're doing a lot of cool stuff but they had the most unique recruiting story this off season they're living in the transfer portal because there's going to be thousands of freshmen every year well, they still had twice as many because no one gained a year of eligibility last year. Awesome. Uh, the next team, and I, as I'm... Uh, oh, you didn't want to open that up for comment? I assume you... Oh, okay. I don't even know where Texas State's at. I still but, feel like it's made up, so yeah. I'll allow you to move yeah. on. Uh, now, as I've been screen peeking here, as I'm copying off other people's lists, uh, BYU. I know Brandon had BYU on your list. I know, I know. <laughs> Our rooms are too close. I've been peeking in on your on your list all day. Remember but, when Coastal Carolina challenged them to a game know, last year? And they bowed down. They bowed down. Uh, but BYU lost lost star power. They lost some linemen, a couple of receivers, kind of a big-name quarterback who ended up going number two overall. Um, they do have one of their leading running backs back, Algier. But here's their schedule. And this is probably a year too late because I think if they would have had this schedule last year, they would have made a lot bigger noise. They start off with Arizona. Not very good, but again, a good regional foe. Utah, always going to be bloody. It has some crazy rivalry, uh, like like the Blood War or something like super gruesome like that. Like, ooh, <laughs> that's not one I would really want to want to get involved with. Arizona State, top 25 team. USF, better. Uh, Utah State, better. Uh, Anderson, Coach Anderson just came from from Arkansas State. Arkansas State, one of the best group of five schools every year. Boise State, Baylor, who's on the uprise. Washington State, E. Virginia, the Bronco Mendenhall connection there, which mm -hmm. is interesting mm -hmm. because he left BYU. Did you say E about Washington State? Yeah, they're uh, they're okay at best. You think? That I mean, spread, though, you know, on any you given know, day, the, uh, came from Hawaii. Yeah, Rule. Uh, yeah. What's his first name? 
I can't remember. No, that's the no, Carolina well, quarterback. What was the guy's uh, name? It came from Hawaii, though. Yeah. It'll come to me later. All right. We'll stick but, with you. But Virginia, uh, Bronco Mendenhall, it'll be interesting to see if that was set up before he left or if that was a afterwards because that's kind of an intriguing return home. Now, obviously, Idaho State, easy win. But uh, Georgia Southern, decent mid-level tier. And then ending with USC. And so – they very regional schedule, which I think I long for, especially as the Huskers travel to Piscataway sometimes. Uh, or regional to, schedules are. I get that, but I, I miss the days where I could, you know, it was going to be in Manhattan, Kansas. It was going to be in Lawrence. It was going to be in Boulder, stuff like that. And so for the strength of schedule, maybe in the middle, but they played two top 25 teams and a heck of a lot of Pac-12 schools. Next one, Liberty. Had a pretty darn good year last year. 10-1, and one, lost to North Carolina State, who I think is underrated in the ACC. Beat Coastal they Carolina. They beat Coastal Carolina in their bowl game. Some people wonder if Coastal Carolina had their sights set on something bigger so they didn't show up like the SEC. No. Uh, they beat Virginia Tech on a where the Virginia Tech guy made the field goal and then timeout or penalty – and then they end up blocking it and returning it to beat Virginia Tech. So some craziness there. But 10-1, and one, uh, Malik Willis, who transferred from Auburn. People are thinking he's going to be a top, top five pick, maybe the first overall pick taken from Liberty, the Flames, where Turner Gill Ooh, used to be, be the quarterback. Be. Uh, Hugh Freeze is the head coach, which I think is kind of a cool comeback story because – he was riding high with Ole Miss and then found out he was cheating like none other. Oh. So he was out. Um, but There's only of, one thing I can think of about Hugh Freeze. Is coaching when, from is when the, he coached the game from the hospital bed. That's how much he cares <laughs> about winning. Uh, next, Cincinnati. Uh, we kind of talked about Cincinnati already. Uh, Desmond Riddle, Ritter is their quarterback. Also potentially a top quarterback taken in next year's draft. Luke Fickle, the head coach. Uh, had one year at Ohio State where they went 7-6, and six, and I think he uh, obviously was very young, wasn't quite ready. But UCF may be one of the more crazy uh, crazy stories. They go from Josh Heupel, who followed Scott Frost. And so Josh Heupel, I don't think, quite lived up to the recruiting power, uh, prowess that UCF has had. Took a couple steps back, 9-3. and three. Yeah, they had a 10-2 and two year, but 9-3, and 8-4. Enter Gus Malzahn. Auburn coach Gus Malzahn is the new UCF head coach. I was not aware of that. Yeah, Gus Malzahn, now residing in Orlando. That guy's kind of weird. But, you know, they play Boise. They play Cincy. Memphis, you know, Cincy and Memphis back-to-back could be a tough stretch with Memphis' last couple years. But Gus Malzahn's offense, when they have a, a freak athlete at quarterback, maybe even a cornerback playing quarterback, they're deadly. But Dylan Gabriel, yes, he has some legs, but he's, a, he's more of a pocket threat. How will he tear that offense to, to Gabriel's uh, skill set? It'll be interesting. But those are my quick list. Minnesota, Texas State, BYU, Liberty, Cincinnati, UCF. I think I've got every region covered, so that way from 11 a.m. I feel like a lot of them playing each other, though. From 11 a.m. through 9.45 when BYU yeah. takes, takes the stand. Late, I'll, be, late I'll show. be good, right? Uh, UCF does play Cincy. Is that the only other crossover? I think that's the only other crossover. 
Uh, yeah, those are BYU just... BYU playing one of them. Maybe no, not. no, no, no. But those are just because they're both in the American. So if you had to buy... I know you like to buy college gear. Just yes. saw some nice Clemson gear you had. Yeah, that came out real good. If you good. had to go, go online, spend 100 bucks on gear for one of those teams and one of them only, who would it be? <clears throat> probably Texas State because it's so obscure. You could like, probably get a lot get of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually probably not because it's all going to just be like Texas State. Yeah. Football, yep. soccer, Russell Athletic. That's right. So uh, I, it, I already have BYU gear. I have Minnesota gear. Liberty, I don't. Cincy, I don't. UCF, Liberty I do. Kind of cool. So like, I've looked at some Liberty stuff because they're they're red and they embrace the dark uh, royal blue, mm-hmm. and so um, that'd be kind of cool to have. But some of those small schools, the gear just doesn't quite match up to the potential. Mm-hmm. I want to hear Brandon's next. Yeah, Brandon. Mine, mine are kind of predictable, so yeah. I want to. All right, so these some of these are kind of predictable for me, but here's here's my playlist for you. Shadron number one. No, I no. just put Shadron. Start with track on. one. Take so track one number one, I put Air Force on there. So hold on. That's nice. Now, since Jeez. since I went first, I didn't wait. Get this is going to be question. every every military. Well, school? let's. Or uh, since I I. When first I couldn't ask this question. Where does your playlist start? At the top and it just keeps going? Or is it like a slow build where you're like, yeah, by the track nine, I'm really hitting my stride? No, it it wasn't like that. It was just kind of the order that these came to me. Like alphabetically or where's where's your brain at? I'll tell you when I used to actually make playlists or like mix discs, I would pick the 12 songs that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Then I'd hit shuffle. And then I'd oh. burn the CD. Okay. See, that's that's surprising. scary though, because so depending like, on your mood, I mean, it's okay. you're you're up one one minute, you're down the next. Like your but emotions then, don't deserve. I that. would also, I was the guy that would just stick a CD in my car, and it'd probably be in there for like a month, just like playing start to finish over and over. So then it was always the point where if I got in and I was in a mood, I would know like, oh, track six today. Sure. Like I'm going, I'm sure. going there. Sure. Yeah. So I would just, mine would be shuffled. Maybe that's, that's what you point. got. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I did. I just kind of shuffled it in there, whatever order they came to me, and then I let fate decide. I let an algorithm decide for me. That's not fate. Sure. <laughs> a highly calculated, methodical fate. All right. That's so cool. uh, first, first team I'm excited about, Air Force. So I guess I did mine a little bit differently. I'm not going to break down the whole schedule and everything here. Andy went all analytical, and that's why I liked hearing his. Hey, but for it's that. his playlist, exactly. you know. Exactly. That's why I was excited to hear it, and uh, obviously put a lot of thought into it. And so I kind of went with the school, and then something kind of musically related. Oh. So uh, here we go, and it's kind of tied to what's going a true on. True playlist. So we got Air Force. From the soundtrack from the movie Blues Brothers, we're getting the band back together. Jake Elwood, Blues, they're together, and they're finding all these people, all these players who are spread out across the country, took a year away from Air Force with the uncertainty, and they had a harder year last year. They had the big win versus Navy. Uh, Didn't they have like 50-some guys sit out or something? Yeah, exactly, and now they all get to come back. How good a football shape are they in? And they are going to be good enough to push for second place in the Mountain <laughs> West. So uh, they're not going to be a Boise State, but I want to see it come together. And I expect Air Force to win 
the commander in chief this year. Now you think? they still have that slot back who is super good. Uh, he was from Kansas State, Kansas. I believe so. Hundred meter champion ran something super crazy. They got some speed. I'll say it starts with an A or something like that, but another time. What what, what do you can you tell us what you think the final rankings in the commander in chief will be? I think it's going to be Air Force. And I think then it's going to be Army, and I think Navy's going to go over. I think Navy, you're seeing a downward spiral. Okay. Do you think Navy will have more contact before their first game? <laughs> it's hard to say. I honestly don't know. Because did they open so. up against BYU? I mean, it's hard to have less because I think well, they we were really tackling because COVID. <laughs> yeah. so. We thought we were playing two hand touch against BYU. Yeah. They didn't go down Apparently, after Apparently, BYU touch. still hits harder than COVID. <laughs> I shouldn't kid about that. But, uh, all right. So that's the Make first COVID joke. Now. Team number two. Too soon. <laughs> Team two. We got the Florida Gators. Oh Not because of, partly because I'm taking a costume. To but be the fair. Other reason. Current student. A ton of NFL talent gone right now. And you know what? They look around. Tim Tebow and they gone. Say, they, they say, we lost a lot. We lost a lot of people here. And then they call their friend Kelly Clarkson and say, what do we do? And she says, you know what? What doesn't kill you makes me stronger. <laughs> so can they band together and push through and challenge in the SEC? They're so, supposed to have a whole stable of running backs. I want to see them incorporate the run a little more. Are they going to make a better defense that can make some more stops? And that's number two. I want to see Florida do so that. So you went from the Blues Brothers to Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> He mentioned Kelly Clarkson, which I didn't think would happen. Then he sang it, and then he actually kind of nailed like the last note of the little thing that he sang. So this is I pulled something. <laughs> All right, number three but on the list. If you weren't attending the University of Florida, I it, still it wouldn't be on that list. New quarterback with with Kyle Pitts gone, but with maybe the, the wide best... receiver. I just want to see. Maybe the best quarterback coach in the nation, though, where his offense matches perfectly to the skill set of the quarterback. And I want to see if that continues along, you know, with the new cast. Just a question All right. for you guys, how you're approaching this. Are you assuming that these teams on your playlist, you're going to make a point to be watching their games whenever you can? Or, yeah. or are you just yes. observing? From I watch I'm every gonna, game. So you're pledging to watch, watch Florida games? I watch oh, yeah. every okay. game. For sure. Every. When they're on TV, you say you do. I'm not going to purchase like the SEC network. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. well, if you had it's on TV, if you have Hulu TV, because I since it's like, owned by ESPN, I, I do this every week. Like I go through the schedule of games and I make my playlist yeah. every week. Of okay, here's the two games I'm watching. That blah yeah. blah. blah well, my original idea, I thought, could we do this week? But then I was like, well, just go for the season and have this be a yeah. good preseason okay. episode. I I like this idea because then it's going to give us a variety of teams that we all end up for whatever reason being somewhat knowledgeable about and first week of November check it back out Texas State 1 and 11 yeah, except for Texas State. I don't actually ever want to hear anything else about Texas State this year so sorry I'm I'm horseshoe rules with that right here kind of uh and but I'm changing the pace with this one the other two are teams I think we're going to do well and I'm kind of rooting for this one the opposite I want to see them turn into more garbage than what they Ooh, already I are hate watch I hate so follow. here we go this one here uh, with with Texas saying they're excited to leave the Big 12, I want to see how the Big 12 handles that. They're probably not going to screw Oklahoma over because they're a big dog and they do want to see them do well. But I want to see Texas have the tables turned 
just like Colorado fans want to see it, just like Nebraska fans want to see it, just like Missouri fans want to see it, just like Texas A&M fans want to see it. And the whole Big 12, I want to see what happens when favors don't go the Texas way here. So the fire's in their eyes and the words are really clear. Just beat it. (laughs) I want to hear the Big 12 stick it to Texas. Those little viruses, those little leeches just going in, move on to a new place. They're a host state. They suck it dry for all they can, and then they find a new host after now, that. I'm inspired. What, what I wonder what happens, and this is a totally different podcast, because obviously like it's 2025 or whatever, but as long as one other team kicks out, then like they can don't have to pay the obscene amount of money to leave, and then it just disbands. How long does this go? Is this like a Kansas move somewhere, and then everything falls apart, or they move to the Pac-12 or whatever, or do they hold out? In 2021, there's a little hatred. There's a lot of hatred. 2022, it just keeps building and building and building. Now, to be fair, to be fair, Steve Sarkeesian, I want to see Texas win a lot of games. Like I'm Ooh. like oh, like oh we got so, interpod rivalry so, right so here. So like I, I I I I I'm intrigued by your idea here, and I understand it's got to be Texas, not Oklahoma. Why do you care about Sark so much? Did you see Oklahoma's offense the last two years? What does that have to do with it? It was him. Okay. Um, but also, uh, Oklahoma. Maggie's younger brother. He was at Oklahoma? No, no, no. He was at Alabama. Yeah. Did I say Alabama? Did I say Oklahoma? You said Oklahoma. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Maggie's younger brother, Tom, his wife played volleyball at Texas, and so I have some Texas gear. Much like my free KU gear, so I always kind of root for KU. I have some soft, soft spot for some burnt orange. I yeah. just like Sarkeesian as well. I just like the guy. I just like that school. He's a, he he kind of seems like an opportunist to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's got enough cred that he's always going to get hired somewhere. Well, and then when he kind of fails at USC and just starts chugging tequila after every game, <laughs> yeah. then all <laughs> of a sudden stop he's really like in the NFL. After. Or whenever he did it. <laughs> Halftime? No. And I, you know. Whatever he's he's got his issues. He's he, just he's the newest toy of the Alabama retread of coaches. Yeah, all gas, all right, no the next break. one. Hang on, because oh, I was about to oh say I don't think sorry. there's a lot of love going around for Texas anyway. And then Andy just steps in and ruins that theory. But I'm yeah, sorry, geez. I'm with you. And Thanks. and preseason 21, like, does anyone actually think they'll be in the top 25 at the end I of the season? I do. Now, to be fair, that should be some sort of. Did you hear what Steve Sperrier said? No. <laughs> he said, well, they, they get kicked around in the Big 12, so they might as well get kicked around in the SEC. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you paid a lot more money to get beat up over there. But I think Matthew McConaughey. Do you think they'll be in the top 25 at the no. end of the season? Well, okay. no, I don't. I Have you seen their schedule? They play Kansas like six times. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Big 12. All right. All right, that, next that, was a good, that was a good jam. All right, thanks, On to the man. next. So the next one here is another one I way up on the list. And periodically you see this team get up there and then – Last year, I think I even picked them to win a game after I doubted them to, and then they lost went the one time I counted on them, and that's Georgia. You see all this hype of Georgia moving up to the list. Oh, you guys think you're going to be challenging for a national championship or for the SEC? Well, do you know what EMF says? dun 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 you're unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> unbelievable. You are not going to be that good. And I can't wait you re- to watch that team that? just drop no. dead. I had that, I had that cassette tape. 
from Columbia House or BMG where you get them for free. And I li- and that was the only good song on it. And it and then I realized that they were cursing because it's like oh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, what the yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm so bad at lyrics. I didn't even know when I when that came out. I didn't know they were saying you're unbelievable. I thought he said, "Yeah, ugly ball," <laughs> and I was like, "Why is he calling the ball ugly? Yeah. I don't understand." And then I thought they were like, "Oh," uh, uh, but they're actually saying words. Yeah, I'm no. saying those words about George's chances <laughs> of. Uh, is this another hate pick? Being a contender. That's a hate pick. Yeah. Jeez, back to back hate picks. Absolutely. We're really getting that, like, that doesn't surprise me about Brandon though that he's that he's making. Hate follows. You got to do a little bit of it. (laughs) Okay, so the next one here, we got, and this is a crossover here to Andy's. So we got BYU. They lost some talent, you know, but the way they won games last year, being a real physical team. Running down everybody's throats. And that seems like a kind of offense you have an easier time of replacing with because then you're, you know, you're kind of just looking for the same frame kind of stuff, you know. So I think uh, with that and with the new NIL deal they got going on for some walk-ons, getting kind of what we talked earlier, when is this yeah. going to happen? You know, you all heard it here. We, we need to it, bring that up. We called it a long time ago, right? Yeah. So what Brandon said was true. They are, some company is paying every walk-ons. Total side note, but NIL-related. There's a kid at Alabama, I think it is who is being sponsored by Kool-Aid because his nickname was Kool-Aid. That's cool. Now, Hastings, wow. founding city of Kool-Aid. We have yeah. Kool-Aid days. Copyright now. infringement. So, yeah. I did see that today. Yeah. Pretty cool. But yeah. So uh, with that BYU and NIL, I want you to ride with me and watch the Cougs. Hey, must be the money. See if they're able to bring so, in the talent. So we've got from the to, Blues uh, Brothers right to there. Kelly Clarkson to Nelly. Here we go. This is coming from a guy from Wyoming. Look at this wide variety We're of music. We're versatile. We need to put a we need to put out a Spotify link to that actual playlist that started. <laughs> so uh, those with the those right there are kind of the big ones. And then I got side B here, okay. And I'm just real quickly going to go through with these. <laughs> Does that mean it's lesser, or is it just like hidden? It just or? means I don't have songs that yeah. correspond with these. So. Obviously, I'm always going to follow Army, and I'm going to follow Navy, even though they're not my main ones on there. I'm excited about that. Just to follow the are they, Chief. that Army-Navy game? Is that back on sites, or were they? It is. Okay, so Army Philly? Air Force this year in Texas at one of the baseball stadiums. That's a little in bit Arlington? unusual. Oh, yeah, yeah. there for two years. Football so. and a baseball Pretty cool. stadium. Yeah, we like that. Turns out, better Navy at, uh, Stadium, though? No. So no, that's that much. one. Um, they're all good. But then I think they're back. Oh, wait, I think this year they're in New York because of the anniversary of 9-11. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. then they'll be back in yeah. Ooh, They need link. to bring out George W. to throw the first ball That'd or something. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> kick Take off. the first hike yeah. to do the opening kickoff. Meal it. Um, I have Temple on there because Temple lost a ton of people, and I don't even know what that team's roster is because they're thankful for the transfer portal out of necessity because they're like, and you who, get a starting coach. You get a starting Who's their here. head coach? It's uh, I, I don't remember. His I, name. That's one I tried to get on board because of Brandon's hype, but I just never. I never. Did. I like the owl logo. I do it's, like the owl logo. I like that they play at the link and that they're they were always that's on just, TV at eleven. Which is a, a city um, a city following. Yeah, Philadelphia, the Phillies. The they're Eagles. pretty bad. I just want to see how this new team comes together. Um, I got Wyoming on there because in some of the preseason magazines, many are saying if they stay healthy. 
one of the most improved teams in the country. Rod, um, Ke- Rod Carey. Rod Carey. Northern Illinois coach. Yeah. Can I ask you a quick question about yes. that? Yes. Were, did were you how close were you following Wyoming when Josh Allen was the was the quarterback? Pretty pretty decent. Was he legit that good, or is, are you kind of surprised with what's okay, happened? Okay, the games in the last that of years? I went to where I got to see him play, one of them against Nebraska, and he played like garbage. And the other one yeah, uh, against Oregon, ironically enough, against Justin Herbert. Little did I know I was going to see these two. And uh, he played like garbage in that, and Justin Herbert was way better. <laughs> and now he's making but way more money. On TV, when I saw him, you know, he always looked good. But I'm like, how come whenever I see him, like the three times I've seen him play yeah. live, he did not play very good? Now, wow, so you watched Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert? Yeah. That's his, cool. Yeah. His recruiting story is kind of interesting because he was a kid out of high school who – had one JUCO offer or something like that, and then grew up either at like in the backyard of San Diego State or San Jose State or something like that. Didn't get offered, and then uh, Craig Bull saw him at the JUCO and offered him a scholarship as he was going to Wyoming. And he's like, "Well, I play San Jose State or San Diego State. I can't remember which one." He's like, "I play them every year," and so he's like, "I try to throw for a thousand yards every game that year." And it's like, it's like Craig Bull is his stage like. The dude's what six six, two hundred and fifteen yeah. pounds. Like oh, yeah. he's gonna put on a ton of weight. Probably he's athletic. He looks good, and he has a really good arm. Yeah, he can know? throw it a mile. I was like, this guy has one JUCO offer or whatever. Yeah. He's like, how is this guy not, you know, being swooped up? And obviously, clearly, yeah. Craig Bull knew what he was talking about. But pretty insane. Wyoming went through some quarterback <laughs> injuries and a lot of running back injuries. They had like four and, quarterbacks last year. Yeah, or something. pretty rough now, year. So it turns out Josh Allen. Nebraska defense, Oregon defense, way better than all the defenses in the NFL. So I'm yeah, finding you, out. you would think something didn't transfer over. <laughs> um, so then uh, my next team I have is the old Bison. I just want to see are they going to continue to fall down, and how are those FCS or yeah FCS teams going to play after a shortened yeah, you two know or three months off? I want to see that. And uh, two more teams I'm excited about: UNK, little team to the east. They have things that you are being hated put, UNK. You're a shattered well, state. Shattered, I do, but it, this is a team that I'm excited to Maybe see how they do and uh, how <laughs> they kind of do <laughs> against your interest level. You know that was I, mean? I wish we had a video of that. Day. Yeah. Maybe it's a hate follow. I like it when he starts talking about the ones he hates. But so yeah, that one right UNK, there. Sorry. Intrigued by him. UNK, real quick. Sorry, repeat. Fun offense. Fun offense. I'm excited to see it and the, how they do in that tough conference. The gun triple. I love the gun triple. Pretty sweet. I will say last year, Shattern gave them all they could handle. That was a, actually a phenomenal game on, online. Okay, the last game, so I've, you know, I've covered a, mostly FBS, a FCS, a Division Two, and so now i got to go down to D3 for this because hey, this team. D3 athlete right here. There we go. So uh, the William East. Humble brag. They didn't get a play last year. They didn't get a play because, obviously, COVID. And so what does that mean? There was no the walk so this year i want to follow william eves and i probably won't get to see many or any games but i want to follow their things on there and then when they play amherst going back to 1971 they had a big win versus amherst they take a bus from their school to the stadium and the the thing got the bus got run down didn't work and so the players were getting tired one player with the nickname of the tank said to hell with the bus we're walking back so they they walked back and they were kind of celebrating and very D three like, very D three. Pretty cool. Yeah. Years High school later, and a half. go on. 
they kind of continue to keep walking back after that win if they if they beat uh, Amherst, then they would they would walk. And we're not talking to Amherst back. Nebraska, right? No. Okay. So they're going they're going and doing this walk. Well, in the 1980s, they decided to stop at a barber shop, and all the players go in, <laughs> of course. and they're like, "What are we going to do now?" And the answer is nobody knows. So they continue to do this every year. They go on the walk. They go down to St. Pierre's Barbershop. And the rule is in the barbershop, no coaches, no fans allowed. It's just these players. And they say there's like they smoke cigars. They get haircuts. They do all the And they just try to pack all the football players in there. This barbershop has moved four times, but it still has the the sign on the outside that says we're still only three hours away from uh, what's the Red Sox stadium? Fenway. Fenway. Still only three hours away from Fenway Park. And weirdly enough, the owner of the barbershop is a Yankees fan. Little, little information what? for you. Yeah. So anyway, they go there and then they do that. And it's this huge thing where now they block off the road. And all the players after that game just walk down in this barbershop and hang out. You know, which so I follow D3 podcast, of course. <laughs> Me and my rabbit hole of podcasts I listen to. I've never heard of that story. And, like, they have a lot of those types of stories where it's like, well, when these two teams get together, it's yada, yada, yada. That was intriguing The me. walk was, like, Sports Illustrated in, like, the early 2000s. When people it, still read Sports it Illustrated. Said it was one of the top Traditions. celebrations yep. of all calls. Yep. Of, of all of sports, I think they actually said. So, like, D3 is crazy, and this is, this is from experience. <laughs> so... My fr- my freshman year, I, I played football at Grinnell College. We had like forty. Nebraska guys on played the team. them in their first year, by the way. Yeah, like forty-five guys on the team. We were tiny. That's how I knew I was going to play. Uh, we played Monmouth, where their quarterback played for the Cowboys for a little while. Alex Tanny, um, he's bounced around a few practice squads, but they had a hundred and forty-five guys on their roster. Like three guys had the same number sometimes, um, and we had forty-five guys. The last three years, they had beaten Grinnell like 175 to six, and we beat them 18-15 that day. But like, but like D3 is crazy because there's like the rules and regulations are so wild, wild west because there's no scholarship money, and so you can have it's like high school and a half where you can have a thousand kids on your roster if you recruit a thousand kids. It's just crazy. Pretty sweet. So yeah, it's D3 stuff. D3. So then like when you you know D3 in your eye like. Like you just made a three-pointer? Yeah, but, like, it's also a D. And so, like, oh. I tackle, like, my four career tackles. I went like that to a guy, and he's like, yeah, I got you. Well, you did right just looks like a B from here, though. Well, I it's hard for me. <laughs> I just got hit, so I got kind of confused. Danny, we need your list now. So. Do you, are you going to be musical with, like, Brandon? Or are you going to be analytical like me? Where are you at? Well, here's what here's what I'm struggling with right now. All, tw- all top 25 you, teams? You or? called me, uh... What'd you call me earlier? Old? No. I don't know. I I'm pretty into music. Yeah, you are. And you have good taste in music. So, and I always kind of scoff at people that only listen to like the hits, you know? Hipster. But I called you. You hipster. call me hipster. Yeah, yeah. So I usually like more like the kind of rarities or the or the deeper cuts, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I'm struggling because my list is uh, mostly well, it's all. Top 25 teams. I got four top 25 teams. Do you know there's more than 25 teams in Division 1? No, because when I look at a list, there's numbers (laughs) 1 through 25 next to them. And 
Yeah. <laughs> then so, there's these other free agent teams down here who are receiving votes. Mine, mine are pretty predictable, but here's why I'm excited about them. Because if I was not doing this podcast, I wouldn't be interested in most of these teams. But just over the past, I don't know, was it two years, maybe even more, that we've been doing this, these are my playlist has developed over time from teams that I've just kind of developed a, an interest in. So I'm going to list them. I'll start with. I'm going to list them in order of um, how upset, upset I get if they lose or how excited I get if they win. So I, I also okay. want to know, like, what's your rating scale? If we're on a scale of 1 to 10, are we living in 1, 1.5, 1.7? Rating, what am I rating? Like, so, like, your list here, if the lowest team on your list loses, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm upset, 1.1. Yeah. Okay. Team number two, one point five, and then you have one team that's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm just upset the rest of the day" type of deal. Where so tens jump off a bridge if they lose. I'll start with Nebraska. Okay, I'm not going to talk are, much about. Are you them. saying ten? Or are you saying like tens? The most mad I can get. Yeah. One's the least mad. Yeah, where are you at if Nebraska loses? Right now, I'm at like a seven. And this is just for reference because that then I'll <laughs> then I'll rate the rest of them. So Nebraska loses. I'm seven out of ten on a on a misery scale. Um, if it's a if it's a close game or a game that I think we should win, then it's an eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I am really excited about Nebraska. Probably the most I've been excited about in the last three four years. So I'm not going to say much about them. Moving on, Clemson. Obviously, talked oh, enough what? about. And what's the tie Being a Clemson to Clemson fan? What's the tie to Clemson? You have a cousin? Yeah, and, and, and a couple of these are like kind of family ties. So my sister-in-law attended sister-in-law. attended Clemson University. She's like huge, huge fan. Like I would say, how I'm a, a Nebraska yeah, fan. Yeah, well, and you had that retro Clemson hat now, so you're a real. I got fan. a cool hat. Yep. I would um, say cool retro. And I she she's always talking about the experience of going to games there, and we're we're kind of have a plan in the works actually. Of we're going to try to go visit there next year and go to a game. Clemson, so South Carolina. Over time, yeah. And the way she explains it is it, it's not even necessarily a, a town. It's just a university, and people also live there too. <laughs> I've heard that Clemson fans are very similar to Nebraska yeah, fans. Like it just in terms seems of that class way. and enthusiasm, like yep. they're very similar. And they're miserable for a long time. Yeah, a long, like that, long time. So I know that... Like I'm jumping on a bandwagon that's completely full being a, being a Clemson fan, but I just want people to understand where that comes from. I, I share her her joy and her enthusiasm, um, not to the extent that she has it, but uh, it's going to be an interesting year for them. They finished ten and two. They lost in the Sugar Bowl. They're preseason three, but they really don't have as far as the previous three or four years as many returning team leaders. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've got their their quarterback. Uh, ukulele he's had some experience there's a lot of e's and l's in that name uh but what i didn't realize is that he's going to be throwing to a guy that as a freshman had a thousand yards receiving as a sophomore had uh 800 yards and eight touchdowns he got injured in the COVID year, didn't yeah, play last year. Yeah. So now he's back to Justin Ross. Yeah, like some crazy neck injury, though. Something about like some vertebrae were like fused together ever since he was a little kid and they didn't realize it. And then had like, surgery last scared. year, didn't know if he'd ever play again, but he just got cleared last week. Um, so they at least got a weapon. 
course, Lawrence is gone. Um, of course, the running back got, got drafted. So ETN. Yep. So I, I don't know. I think to the same team, didn't they both go to Jacksonville? Yeah. Oof. Yep. So did uh, Tim Tebow went to Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. And, now he um, left. He's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe paying attention to Clemson. Now, uh, how, how do they, if they lose, they'll have less L's than his than the quarterback's last name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's uh, that's two. All right, so they're gonna they're having one loss. So they open against Georgia though, don't yep. they? Yeah, it's neutral so, site on September fourth. Um, now, if they lose, not maybe Georgia, maybe not Georgia. Is that even close to a Nebraska enthusiasm, or is that still like oh. okay? I, if they lose to Georgia, I'd be at like a six. Really? So if Clemson. Clemson doesn't show up because a still... five would be kind of neutral. I'd be I'd be slightly disappointed. Okay, so five's that. Oh look, they lost. Okay, okay. Because I I mean, that if they lose the fourth up. ranked Georgia in their first game, um, it's not like they have a up. super super strong schedule. So they're gonna have to not have a, a hiccup the rest of the season. Yeah. And they generally do have Pittsburgh, one yeah one mid season where they where they give up a game. So I I don't yeah. think a two loss will maybe get them in the that top four all right next one uh iowa state so that's another family tie um i have a cousin and her husband who, who you know they're good friends of ours both attended iowa attended iowa state that's like all your family or friends of family are like big school people like i don't know if i know a lot of people who went to unl or minnesota or anything yeah. like that You're like yeah they went to clemson iowa state minnesota nebraska uh, miami yeah well so and my my, brother, my brother-in-law, who's married to Gina, who went to Clemson, he's a KU grad. Yeah, like just wow. just all D1 I can't people. claim to be a KU football fan, though. Bit I actually went to a Husker-Kansas game where we got beat. That was kind of miserable. Was that the Mangino years? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I heard some good stories about Mangino <laughs> sure. rolling around Lawrence from the college kids. But, yeah, been, been to multiple games at Jack Trice Stadium. Ames is a good town. And uh, the tailgating and all that stuff. They almost made my list, but I, I thought they would maybe be on your list. Yeah. And I didn't put them online. Well, chime in anytime. I, I like but, that. Uh, Brock Purdy, he's still there? He is. Yeah. Brock Purdy, quarterback, and Brees Hall. And their leading receiver, and Mike Rose, their they're, uh, they're tough-as-nails linebacker. He was like the linebacker of the year last year, wasn't yep. he? Yep. Five interceptions, 96 tackles. But just a little, let me give you a little background on this because for a long time, so my cousin and her husband, his name's Justin, biggest Iowa State fan I know by far, and was just suffering through the misery of how bad Iowa State was and how bad Nebraska would just pound them every time. And so over the years, Iowa State climbed up, they beat us a few times, and then kind of got a little confident, and now... I can actually say I'm enjoying watching him oh, nice. enjoy how great his team is right now. I've become a fan. I, uh, I've ordered ordered some gear. Ooh. Like I, I am genuinely rooting for Iowa State, and I would put them almost even with Clemson as far as wow. uh, upset if they lose. They had some good wins last year. It was fun. I was kind of an interesting state because you're either a Hawkeye fan right. or a Cyclone fan. And, like, and Grinnell is – equidistant to both campuses so like there's people that kind of intermingle on both sides 
But it's interesting. Like yeah. Nebraska doesn't have that because you know you yeah the Mavs, the Lopers, the right. Eagles, whatever it is. Like it's not the Huskers, but legitimate for a, a state that's kind of similar to Nebraska. Totally different. Oh, yeah. experience. Like you, anyone that tells you they're from Iowa, you're always like Hawkeye, Hawkeye or Cyclone. But there's no Cyhawks. Iowa no State. Cyhawks. Iowa State's ranked higher than Iowa for the first time in a long time. I think Iowa's beat them the last bunch of times they played. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a good year. They were nine and three last year. Uh, won in the Fiesta Bowl, which was fun. So who they uh, beat in the Fiesta Bowl? I can't remember. What? Because they went from losing. Was it to Oregon? Oregon? Was it Oregon? So Oregon. Yeah. they went from losing to Louisiana, not LSU, Louisiana yeah. to beating Oregon. Yeah. Nope. Not how you start, it's how you finish, right, Matt Campbell? Up next is uh, one that I talked about, two that I talked about a lot last year, University of North Carolina. I honestly don't really know why I lashed onto them last year, but the it seemed that all special. of a sudden they started winning a lot more games once I told you guys that I was interested in them. Mac Brown. Yep, Mac Brown was fun. I, he was like a guy that I hated that it turned into kind of... Yeah. He's like Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. You know, now I like him. I've, I used I've, to not. Gra- Grandpa Mac. For Just him. Grandpa Mac doing Grandpa Mac things. Obviously, returning the quarterback, Sam Howell, who I think is, is going to be pretty pretty solid this year. They did lose in the Orange Bowl. They were 8-4. Uh, lost the Orange Bowl last year. Can't remember who they played. But coming in 10th ranked, I think it's going to be hard probably for them to stay there. Um. But it doesn't matter. I, I think that they can improve on, on last year. It's just something about the colors, the uniforms, when they kind of tie in the uniform design to their basketball team. Yeah, yeah. Um, they lost their two top receivers. Yeah. And receive, or top, or running two backs. top running backs and then their, their top receiver. So By the way, definitely tough. One, of, one of their two, their, their duo of running backs, uh, he's he's fighting for possible starting position with, with the Broncos. Is that the was Javante that Michael? Williams. And he wasn't drafted very high, was he? They actually traded up to get him in the third round. Oh, okay, so maybe I'm thinking of the other one, Michael Carter. I can't so remember where Michael he was. Carter was drafted by maybe the Jets, and then the Jets' next pick they drafted the safety Michael Carter from Duke. Yeah, yeah. So it it's weird that uh, maybe two Michael Cars got drafted. Let's just get both. And not only were one. they. Both Michael Carter, but one was Duke, who hates North Carolina, and they played together. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's kind of crazy. So, yeah, look, I do have a North Carolina shirt now. They open up September 3rd against Virginia Tech, so that's one of those Labor Day Labor Day weekend games. Virginia Tech, I just don't know anymore, you know? Yeah. Ever since they got... Fun fun two teams, you know? Kind of Jersey combos galore at Virginia Tech and North Carolina. I like their colors, too. It's kind of another unusual. Yeah. Who would put kind of that red maroon with orange? Then there's the story of old Coastal Carolina. I just old Conway. Conway, South Carolina. Just all the stuff wrapped up together. Um, talked about on previous the pods. Chanticleers. The, the, yeah, the chants. The, it's their name, their logo, their colors. Um, They're off green. They, you know, this is like their fifth year of even having a – I think they were a different college before. There's a time but, there No, well, they were uh, in the FCS for a long time. To – South Carolina, aren't they? Isn't that kind of where they got there? Like it used to be, uh, like there used to be the Gamecocks or something. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off or somehow, yeah. and then. Yeah, you talked there about that. There was a story about that. Yeah. Pretty cool little story with yeah. that. They, they were, okay, so they're 11-1. and one. We mentioned they lost in the Cure Bowl. Yep, to Liberty. Yeah, but they've got a lot of returners. The quarterback, Grayson McCall. 
Um, their their primary receiver, uh, a linebacker named Silas Kelly, who had a ton of tackles last year. Um, awesome. They had they had a cornerback that had five interceptions. So I don't think they'll. I mean, there shouldn't be any let up there. It'll be interesting because they run kind of a a hybrid between a flex bone, but kind of out of the pistol, kind of yeah. out of the shotgun type of deal. Not having their running like their star running back because he got drafted. It'll be interesting to see if is McCall really what made that ship go last year, or was it the O line and the running back? I, I I actually read an article last year that basically said like if it wasn't for his decision making, yeah, that like a, what the scheme that they were trying to run wouldn't really work. It like, was like a Bleacher Report or something because yeah. they had snapshots and yep. it was pretty awesome to look at. So but. you're right. We we'll we'll see if he's legit, but I think he is. I, I think they're just. It just seems like there's fun around yeah. that around yeah. that program. Jamie Chatwell, the head coach, right? Yep. And then the whole Joe Moglia ties to yeah. Nebraska, yeah. Bo Pelini, yeah. that whole story. And yeah. Plus, I have a hat. So yeah, yeah. You you're hat, all in yeah. now. <laughs> you got yeah. to. Once you get, you know, a hoodie means okay, but once you get the hat, <laughs> I feel like then you're really committed. Yep. And so they open against Citadel. So their schedule. One now. of one of the. One of my favorite parts about the FCS is there's a lot more Army Navy type of teams where they run the flex bone. Citadel, Citadel is one of them. Army last yep. time they played. So it's like the Citadel, the Furman, then they always for some reason play Army Navy. So there's like games that last an hour and a half because they yeah. run fullback dive 45 times. <laughs> and I do have a because it's kind of a, a family. My ties are familial here, so I have an honorable mention, Ooh. which is UTEP. University Dude, Texas, of Texas, El Paso. El Paso. They're not very good, uh, but I, my, on my wife's side, there's a relative. His name's Gavin Hardison. He's from Hobbs, New Mexico. He's playing quarterback, right? He's, he's their starting quarterback. He starting sent, quarterback. He started last year too and didn't. I mean, stats. I couldn't even find anything to write down. Uh, but I think it's kind of cool. He played family ties. Starting quarterback. Uh, I think he in in New Mexico high school football lit it up. He's got all sorts of records there. So I will be keeping a, an eye and, and maybe if they're on like ESPN Plus, I'll I'll check them out. But uh, look out they, for Gavin uh, Hardison at UTEP. They uh, their head coach uh, from like not the Phil Steele hot seat, but whoever puts out the hot seat that puts Scott Frost at the top. I think the UTEP coach was highly up there because this is his third year and yeah. he's actually had some decent recruiting classes. Now I will say, my wife's uncle said that a relative of his did stop up to fall camp. Said they had a lot of strong-looking recruits there. <laughs> said, oh, wow, that sounds promising. And he said, but they're still UTEP. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. That that was fun. That That's right on par with my Texas State one. UTEP, Texas State. Maybe they'll play in the uh, the Who Cares Bowl yeah. at the end, one and nine versus two and ten. So ranking my like North Carolina loses, I'm pretty neutral. Coastal Carolina loses, I'm pretty neutral. I don't Are, know. You got a hat. Another question for you guys: What teams on your list do you really like? Feel bought in of of caring what their success success level is, or is it just more just interest in, in observing? I like usually I have some tie. I don't th- in my list. I don't think I have a tie. Like. There's a few teams I know by week five or six I'm going to be bummed if they lose. I don't think it's any of my list, which is kind of disappointing as I look at it. Yeah, but you're the, you could be the most neutral football observer I've I've met. Thank you. Like, what teams do you care about? 
What, what teams will See, get I, you bummed out for like an afternoon if they lose? I'm so tied into scheme. Like the Huskers, obviously, and we like even though I I've never claimed to be a t- Nebraska fan, I have better Saturdays if the Huskers win. But I'm so attached to scheme. I love watching like the Navy versus Army game, not because of the tradition, but seeing how the flexbone plays the flexbone, or how right. uh, back in the day when the RPOs became big. Like, what was the defense going to do? And so, like, I like styles of play. And so uh, that's when I start to attach myself is when I see a style of play and then you learn the players who are playing it. But um, neutral of neutrals, I'll take that title. Resident uh, neutral fan. I, I, I'm really excited about the teams that Brandon is hate following, but are there any <laughs> that you – because I know you, you get emotional about your teams when, yeah. they, when they don't win. Or any, you have a, any emotional ties to the teams you listed? Army is over time, like, I will be more upset. There's, I never thought I would say this. I am more upset after an Army loss than a Nebraska loss. Really? And I think it's just because I'm up so used to Nebraska losing. It's, you know, I, no, no game they lose surprises me. Right. Well, but at Nor the same... does shoot it for Army, but I just, yeah. I don't know, something about that team, something about seeing these people that know they're outsized, you know, and that they run an, and you got these receivers that go there that they just call themselves wide tight ends and they know they're probably not going to catch more than two or three balls for maybe their career. And they buy in and I don't know, I just, and the tradition of it, it's not a, it's not a powerful school, but it's got a good like national following. And no matter know? what, they walk off the field knowing we're, we're the army. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think when another team's done playing them, even if they win, I think they kind of wish they did. Cause I think, you know, I think they give, I think they give teams all they can handle. Yeah. Just, well, shoot, a couple years ago, Oklahoma took to overtime. Yeah. And Michigan, they, yeah, Michigan. they almost beat. I don't, I just love that team. The other teams, sometimes Wyoming, I'll, I'll get upset depending on who it's against. Uh, last year when I first started kind of following Florida, I was pretty irritated that they lost to Oklahoma in that bowl game. Pretty well, upset. Well, and the worst and part, part of that is because of a hatred for Oklahoma right. too. Though. Like, but first off, Dan Mullen post conference. Now we're already thinking about next year. Like you just got beat handily by Oklahoma. No, yeah. on to next year. Like that's not fair to those guys. I'd be curious Brandon's thoughts about Dan Mullen, but I don't know if we got. Yeah, but I, I will say like one last thing, Army. You know, like the first time I went to an Army game, I went to it just to watch the game, Army Navy. No, I didn't care who won. I thought it would be neat if they won because they lost a lot. And now we are at this point where it'll ruin my entire week if they lose. Like wow. that's the most I've changed on any team that's probably impressive. ever. That's impressive, Danny. Uh, no, that, that's that's good knowing that. I'm I'm excited to watch how this year unfolds, yeah. knowing. It'll be interesting. The groups of teams we've decided that we're going to be following. As Iowa State grows, are they going to start letting you down, kind of like Nebraska, as you buy in? Or like a Clemson where you've got those those fans, those family members chirping in your ear? The, and the Clemson expectations are different than Iowa State. Like Iowa State fans, I think, are still a winning season and a bowl game yeah. and like just to kind We're of be here. talked about, I think is good enough for them. And because the whole time – like Nebraska's kind of been fallen. Like Justin will just tell me, be like, "Hey, just you know, enjoy the wins and 
Don't yeah. be too upset about the losses. Like they, they they've got a good out. <laughs> you seem outlook. too happy. Like, yeah. Let's let's relax. No. Well, shoot. Uh, that went a long time, and we only had three of us here. Wow. Talk about a lot of random football there. We'll just uh, say Kyle's teams would have been Miami and the show Roseanne. <laughs> Miami, Roseanne, Nebraska. <laughs> but no, make sure you let us know. What teams? Obviously, we live in the middle of Husker Nation, Loper Nation, maybe a little shattered state. Yeah, okay. But uh, what teams are you interested in following that aren't, you know, the, the typical that we, we find? Because we're always looking for good stories and things like that. Before we kick sure. it out, Brandon, any last extra points? Just a quick thing. It, it should be on another podcast. but you know, Pumpkin you, spice, you, it's okay no, to no. drink. We get it. If you go and you run a museum, you're not going to just gonna take the pictures and paint over them. And you're not just going to throw trash around and rearrange everything and make a mess of it. And uh, the same should be for college athletic directors and conference commissioners. You know, everybody wants to go out there, get that new awesome job. And then for better or for worse, they want to leave their own mark on that program, on that conference. And to hell with tradition and to hell with all this other stuff. And, and it's ridiculous. I think you also have a duty to the sport because you, you know, yeah, you want to leave your imprints, but do it in a positive way. And I want you, you know, you're a steward of it and you have a responsibility to take care of this and preserve some of the good things. And, uh, you know, shame on Oklahoma, shame that, on Texas, shame on SEC. That seems like a big subtweet And there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it. But I'm, I, I think uh, some people need to do better and worry less about what kind of headlines they can make and make something be so, a little more meaningful. Real quick, uh, did you guys see that clip of that Texas senator who was like, yeah, you lose a TCU every year or yeah. something like that? Like, ooh, like we have state senators taking jabs yeah. at presidents of colleges yeah, because like they lost. You decided you want to lose the so-and-so instead. Yeah. yeah. Danny, extra point? Oh, I got nothing. That was, that was a good conversation, so I think I'm going to leave it at that. We are – nine days away eight days away from high school football i mean guess week zero there's a few teams in nebraska playing week zero so we are on the cusp of it's maybe some of the best maybe. stretches yeah. we preview in actual games or something yeah. next week yeah, yeah. like yeah. We'll not just it. not just talking to talk make sure you follow us on twitter at sing second instagram sing second pod email us at sing second pod whatever it is facebook <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. Reach out. We miss you guys. We out.